Wow, very strange. But very, very special as well. Thank you so much already for listening. Um, some of you guys know I spend most of my week, not when I'm not here, I spend it with my dad. So this is very special to spend time with people who are under 70 years old. I've been away for 26 years. So I just came back last month. And so I'm just rebuilding those friendships. Um, but just in the meantime, all the people I really do hang out with are my dad's friends. Um, they're all 70 and over. Uh, we call ourselves the Gila Makan Gang, uh, the crazy eating gang. Uh, we all squeeze into a Maivi. We go to one place, we order one thing, like Robert Chakwitao, everyone Robert Chakwitao, all around the table. And then we put up our hands. And if it's less than eight, we don't go back. So it's, it's just what I've been doing for the last two months, except on Thursdays when I come here. So I mentioned that because, you know, when we think of that word fellowship, it's a very Christian way of describing what we just did earlier on with, with Aaron and Gareth and Don Yong. We went to have fellowship, to eat meal together. If we had a Buddhist there, we cannot call fellowship. It's just called makan. But somehow with Christians, right, it's fellowship. And today we're looking at a passage that describes fellowship, not in terms of just of makan or just eating together, but in terms of worship, in terms of sacrifice before God. So how do you get from that to that? So we are looking at a passage in the Old Testament. This is Leviticus chapter 3. And um, it's going to sound very strange because, again, it's a sacrifice before God, but it reads like a recipe. We're going to have three ingredients to this uh, sacrifice. There's going to be BFM, there's going to be blood, uh, fat, and meat. You think of BFM radio, blood, fat, and meat. So we look at the first ingredient, the blood, and this is Leviticus chapter 3 and verse 1. If someone's offering is a fellowship offering, you have that word, verse 2, he is to lay his hand on the head of his offering and slaughter it at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then Aaron's sons, the priest, shall sprinkle the blood against the altar on all sides. So say you want to give this offering, call it the fellowship offering. You have to do this first thing. You have to put your hand on the cow. Let's imagine uh, Dr. John. Dr. John wants to bring the fellowship offering. You have to put your hand on the cow, okay? And then you have to kill the cow. You yourself, you have to do this. It says you have to do this. And you can't say, Karen, help me. Help, help me to do this. Oh, so poor thing. The cow is so cute. You have to do this. The point is, this is your offering. And you have to take the life of this cow. Now there are the priests there in verse two. The priest's job is to sprinkle the blood. Mark Knight is waiting, waiting to sprinkle the blood. It says on all sides, imagine this altar, a big barbecue pit. He need, he's just waiting for the blood. So he's saying, Dr. John, hurry up, hurry up, kill it, kill it, kill the cow. And Dr. John is just thinking, oh, should I, should I offer the sacrifice or not? And here's the thing about the sacrifice. You don't have to. If you don't want to give this fellowship offering, it is one of the only offerings in chapters 1 to 5 that is optional. If you don't want to kill the cow, you don't want to give this offering, that's fine. But here's the thing. If you do, you have to do this. So that's the first thing. Just very simple, right? Very short talk today. The blood, you have to draw that blood from that cow. Second ingredient, the fat. Verse 3, 
from the fellowship offering, he is to bring a sacrifice made to the Lord by fire. All the fat, hear that, all the fat that covers the inner parts or connected to them, both kidneys with the fat on them against the loin and the covering of the liver, which you'll remove together with the kidneys. So all the center parts, all the intestines, the kidneys, and the liver together with the fat. Essentially, all the parts that you use to make bakute. This is what you take out and you offer up before God on the altar. And it's essentially what the Old Testament is saying is that this is the most valuable part of the cow. And that's because in the Old Testament, especially amongst the Hebrews, this is where your emotions happen. And offering up your intestines before God is kind of like saying, this is my heart before you. I love you. Please accept this sacrifice. And that's the fact. Finally, the meat, the meat. Now for this, I have to turn to chapter 7 and verse 15. It says, the meat of his fellowship offering of thanksgiving must be eaten on the day it is offered. He must leave none of it till the next morning. So if you've already taken this out, you already offered it on the altar, everything else, the whole cow, must be eaten on the day itself. And that's why it's called the fellowship offering. Because the only way that you can finish all this protein is by fellowshipping it. You share it with all your friends and you do this big mukbang together. So blood, fat, meat, BFM, these are the three ingredients to this thing called the fellowship offering. How do we apply this today? Well, I want to suggest to you that this fellowship offering is almost like a precursor, is almost like a basis to our Christian giving today. Let me say that again. The fellowship offering is almost a foundation for what it means for us as Christians to give our money, our time, or even our lives to God today. And in three ways. It is intentional, it is sacrificial, it is relational. So looking at the first thing again, the blood. It is intentional. You know, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. But if you do, you have to do this. Sometimes you sit and you have this bag that goes down that you call it the offering. And then back in my church, at least, uh, some aunties will do this. The bag comes around, take the hand, take out, and I look at them, what, what are you doing with this? And they, say, and they look at me and say, it's a gesture. And essentially, in the fellowship offering, there's no gesture. Either you kill the animal or you don't. Either you kill the animal, which is very, very bloody and very, very... It's quite expensive. I think I saw it's like 50 ringgit, 25 ringgit per kilogram for beef, right? And a whole cow weighs an average of 1,000 kilograms. You do, you do the math, 25,000 ringgit to give this offering. You don't have to do it. But if you do, then you have to give this offering. You know, this is, this is quite strange, can look quite scary. But, you know, Karen was the one who sent out the email saying, who wants to give this kind of talk during chapel. And I know that some of you want to learn how to preach Jesus, give Bible talks, that kind of thing. But scared. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I just want to reassure you and encourage you that the very first time that you stand here, you give that talk and you see your students and you talk about Jesus, it will be horrible. You'll be lousy. I will sit in front and I will laugh at you. Or maybe not. Lah. But even if so, even if that happens, this is better than this. If you want to do it, if you want to give, then give. All giving is intentional, first point. Secondly, all giving is sacrificial. And again, this is talking about the fat that you take out and you put on the altar. Now, something very interesting happens when you try to do this. Uh, it says here, uh, verse 5, Then Aaron's sons are to burn the fat on the altar on top of the burnt offering. So as you go and put your fat, your offering onto the altar, you find there's another offering already on the altar. And this thing called the burnt offering. And by the way, this offering is underneath your offering. This sacrifice is underneath your sacrifice because this sacrifice in Leviticus chapter one, the burnt offering pays for your sin. This sacrifice is not optional. It is compulsory to pay for your sin. But somehow, when you see that one and you put your one on top of that one, God looks at your one and God gives it five stars. God says it is acceptable before him. And essentially what he's saying is that God paid for our worship before him. Jesus Christ, when he died, he died for our sins. He also died for our life of worship. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, uh, through Jesus, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. That's what we are doing. Simon Kang here playing the guitar, sacrifice of praise. And then you look at Simon Kang, oh, sacrifice, sacrifice. And some of us, honestly, like me, I'll be just, ah, oh, so sacrifice of that. But, but it's not the expression, it's not even the intensity, it's not even your emotions. But again, it's the acceptability of Jesus' sacrifice that makes ours acceptable. Through Jesus, we offer up this sacrifice that praises his name. So when I say sacrifice, it's talking about what God has done to enable us even now to come before him and to offer him this fellowship offering. One last point. Uh, what was it again? Uh, intentional, sacrificial, relational, relational. And you remember the meat cannot be kept till the next day. The thing is, it doesn't actually say you must share this meat. It just says you have to finish it for that day. It doesn't say you must share this with other people. If you feel as if you could finish the whole cow yourself, I mean, go ahead. Lah. There's this guy, this YouTuber called Zermat Neo. He's a Singaporean. And just to flex against the Malaysians, he came over to Malaysia and ordered 23 plates of Aling Chakwetiao in Penang. It's quite a famous one. 23 plates covered the whole table. And he whacked the whole table, all 23 plates of Chakwetiao. And the amazing thing is, this guy has a six-pack. And he can eat 23 plates of Chakwetiao. And the thing is, yes, you can worship God such as that you and God. Such as just your church and God and no one else. But the question is, you know, is this what you want to do? Hebrews chapter 13, 15, offer up the sacrifice of praise. The very next verse 
says, but don't forget, don't forget to do good and share with your brothers and sisters. Literally, the word is fellowship with your brothers and sisters for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. By all means, worship God, but don't forget to bless your brothers and sisters. By all means, love God, but don't forget to love others with the love of God. For Hebrews says, with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, help us to be intentional, to give our all to you with joy. Help us to be sacrificial, to point to Jesus, knowing that we are acceptable because of him. Help us to be relational, to worship together, to come before you together. For this is the kind of sacrifice that you're pleased with. In Jesus' name, amen.